Okay. All right. So, like I was saying, we really need to have Miles set up an opening intro song for us. Um, yeah. So, welcome back to another episode of Starting Eleven Podcast, um, along with Mr. Corey Kays himself. How you doing, sir? Yeah, very good. Man, a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot to cover. It's been a few weeks since we recorded, so let's uh, let's get to it. Yes, it has. Um, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, fresh start to everything. Um, let's just get right into it. Um, English Premier League, um, some big games that happened this weekend. I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to watch any of them, but I myself woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning to watch the Tottenham Leeds game. Man, that, there's something about watching Leeds that's just – it's always exciting whether it's going to be 6-0 for Leeds, 6-0 against Leeds. They're the exciting team to watch. Fearless yeah, there. They're, they're uh, definitely and fearless, but but they're, they're definitely a force to reckon with. I mean, the score was 3-0. Um I think at the end of the day Mourinho just um outclassed uh Leeds. Um but he, like I said, it's exactly what we said. Every time you watch Leeds, you watch you see someone new, you know what I mean? Whether it's the forwards, the midfield, um, one of the kids on the team that is a long time in the club, I believe he's a captain. Um, the Phillips, I believe, absolute monster in the midfield, runs up and down. Um, that game taught me a lot about uh, Tottenham, though, because I realized that their uh, play on. Um, they see counterattack, and I don't know if that's going to be enough to win the league. Maybe not. It's enough to win the game against Leeds, though, which, I mean, that's that's the problem with playing against Leeds is that, you know, they send everybody forward, but then they get caught in the counterattack and they have these massive gaps. And, you know, that's why you saw this game 3-0. You saw, you know, the 6-2 game against uh, Manchester United. Um, it's It's... It's exciting games for sure. It makes for you know an exciting watch, but you know the problem is they get caught out so often. I mean, you have like when they had the game against uh, Manchester United, you know, six two, and I mean McTominay scored two goals in the first three minutes. You know, yeah. That that that's when you know there's a massive problem with your defense. But that's kind of you know Marcelo Biel, so that's just the way he plays. Um, I mean, he's got this team playing you know, a number of pay grades above the actual talent on the squad. There's this Leeds team has no business being there right now, but I mean, that's, you know, Bielsa is a, he's a phenomenal coach. This is what he does. He's got a reputation for it. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think he'll, I wouldn't be surprised if he leads it, if he leads at the end of the year, you know, cause he, that's kind of his, his, his mantra, isn't it? Is that he gets these teams, he builds them up, gets them promoted and he moves on to another project. You know, he doesn't spend more than two, three, four years at a single club. It's just, you know, it's just what he prefers, I guess. But regardless, you know, they're, they're an exciting team to watch for sure, like you said. Yeah, um, what you said I actually made a great point that money-wise, they have no business being up there. And the thing is, they don't sit back and let the other team play. They're counterattack the whole time. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what happens with Bielsa. Um, if they finish in the top six, top seven, I can see them staying, but um, we'll see about that. Um, switching over a little bit to 
Manchester United, they seem to be doing well in the league. Um, second place, I'll be honest, I'm surprised. For the, After the first three weeks, Me I didn't too. have him in my top four. I took him out of my top four. They started off, the way they started off, you would have thought they would have never made in top four. But, I mean, they're doing surprisingly well. And they got a game in hand right now. This yep. Liverpool lost today to Southampton now. I mean, they can they can take the lead with that win. Um, I mean, they're playing, at least much to my surprise, uh, about better than, than anybody would anticipate um, So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they end up. I mean, there's still a long season. There's still, you know, 20-something games left can change things can change the top six top seven teams are all very close i mean everton in seventh place is only four points away from first but that's kind of the premier league you know that's it's that's how it always is it's always it's the most competitive league for sure it's it's always going to be a very close-knit group at the top so uh, that's probably why people like it so much it's just so competitive um but i you know i was a bit shocked to see the result not too shocked because southampton is a good team they're an underappreciated team. Uh, they have some good quality in there. I mean, Danny Ings is always a goal threat. He's always, you know, vying Danny for top Ings score. scoring back against his old club, Liverpool. That must have been nice for him. I'm oh, sure yeah. he's smiling right now. Yeah, he must have been very happy. Uh, but then they have, you know, they got Theo Walcott up there too. They got a decent uh, right back in Walker's Peters. Uh, I mean, James Prowse is a very underappreciated players also an absolute beast from the free kick spot. Um, they have a good team. You know what? I, I can't pronounce his name. Hustle huddle, Hassan huddle. He's doing a phenomenal job there. I think he's got them in sixth place. Again, only four points behind uh, first place Liverpool. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish in at least the Europa league spot. Yeah, no, it'll be good to see um, switch things up a little bit. You know, we always talk about the top four. Um, so it would be nice to see a South a Southampton, a Everton in there. Um, Austin Villa in eighth place right now. Um, yeah, no, it'll be good to see the to, to see a little bit change in the in the league. And I think we're watching that now. Like all these small clubs compared to, to the big ones are like stepping up, uh, making the right contracts and getting the right people behind their team. So it's uh, it'd be interesting league to to see how it ends. Yeah, and uh, I mean, what got to talk about Liverpool? What is happening? I mean, I know they're missing players. They're missing Van Dyke, um, but should that really have that much of an effect on their scoring? Yeah, Liverpool is tough to talk about because they've been on top for the past two years. You know what I mean? So it could just be a break. It could just be. You know what? Their gas is running out. Um, I still believe in them. I still think that they're going to push for a title race along with Tottenham. That that's mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy to see that in the past three games, I believe they've only taken away two points. Yeah, and I think the last two games that they failed to score, or they've only gotten one goal in the last two three games, which you know. It's it's one thing if you're right with your wing backs like a team like Liverpool who so heavily depend on them are missing, but you know Robert Robertson's still in there, uh, Alexander Arnold's still in there. It's just it's just Van Dyke. Just I mean I know he's phenomenal at distributing the ball as a, as a central back, but you still have your front three starting. Your midfield is still well intact. 
You got your wing backs out there. There's plenty of service getting into the to the box, but they just can't yeah. convert. Yeah, and I'm looking at their record now. They went from a 7-0 win against Chris Palace, Crystal Palace, to a 1-1 draw with West Brom, 0-0 to Newcastle, and they lose to Southampton today. And looking at their schedule, they got Austin – well, that's for the FA Cup, so that doesn't really matter. They got Liverpool, Man United. That's going to be a good game on Sunday. Oh, that's, that's this upcoming be, Sunday? That's its upcoming Sunday. So, out of the next six games I'm looking at right now, they played Man United, Tottenham, and Man City, and West Ham. So, those are all must-win games. They play at Burnley. They play at Brighton. They should win those. But the Man United – the Tottenham and the Man City game, those are going to be important. So right now, as is, with, you know, 16, 17 games in hand, who would you pick for your top four finish? Uh, I still have to go Liverpool, Tottenham, City. And I, I don't know. I, I, I can't put United in there because I don't bite the Bruno hype. He's good. He's not great. So, personally, I'd probably go – I'll keep Leicester City in there. So, it would be Tottenham, Liverpool, Leicester, City. Uh-huh. I just, you know, as much as I want to give Manny the credit, I just – I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Long game. Still got 22. Much like Chelsea. Four games ago, they were top of the league. Now they're sitting in ninth place. Things can change very quick. Very, very quick. And it did for them. And on the other side, you got Arsenal that was in the bottom of the table, slowly making their way up. So this year is just going to be a crazy, crazy time for for the the EPL. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Arsenal is doing. Never been a huge fan of them, but I always respected the club. Um, The fact that they were basically getting mocked at in the beginning of the season and now slowly making their way to come back. Um, I hope they do well. Chelsea, on the, the other hand, they went out, spent millions of dollars, and no results. Yeah, that's got to be the worst part, too. I mean, I understand how they feel dropping that much money for, I, you know, it's, 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 there's time. There's still time to turn it around, but they are certainly in poor form. Yeah. Um, and the opposite thing with Arsenal, who, you know, been slowly, like I said, slowly climbing the table. Uh, you know, one kid that I really like watching is that kid, Sokka. He he went from a left back to now playing on either side of the wing. I mean, he's clearly got versatility. He's, he's like 18, 19 years old, I think. He's still yet to turn 20. And I, I watched the last couple of games. I think it was Arsenal against Southampton. And he had this, this absolutely beautiful run left side. The defenders are trying to knock him off because he's just a small guy. I mean, the, the balance and agility that this kid has is phenomenal. The way he just can like glide through glide past defenders it's it's uh it's amazing for how old this kid is he just has a lot of confidence on the ball and you love to see that at that age and so i you know this kid's gonna be a big star coming up soon i I would i'd put my money on it but um yeah that's where you notice the difference you you look at arteta arsenal he relies a lot on the younger guys you know academy players I've been with the club for a while to fill in those gaps where on the other side, you got Lampard that literally bought a whole team 
started doing well, and now they're just falling apart. Um, but that's the league for you, man. I, I you know, I, as much as I like Werner when he was in when he was in Germany, can't really feel bad for him when he's getting a boatload of money and not showing up. You know what I mean? Or even Kai Havertz. I'm not. Sure. I don't think Kai Havertz played at all uh, against Man City. He certainly didn't start. I was uh, never I a big fan of him, so I, I still don't. I still haven't seen him. I know he did well where he was at. I, I just haven't. You know what I mean? It was Warner, Harvitz, and who's the other guy that they brought in? Zayesh, Hakeem Zayesh on the right Has side. Has he even played, played yet? Yeah, he played. He played against uh, against City. Um, didn't you know? Again, you know, they can't say much for his performance. He didn't really stick out. Didn't really do much. I, I loved watching him at Ajax, but he has he has yet to bring that same tempo, that same creativity that he had at Ajax to Chelsea. Uh, and I, I mean, I after, know I said after that that Chelsea Man City game, you think Man City has a shot? You know, they still have two games in hand at twenty nine points, and you know, sitting in fifth place. So if they won both those games. That would take him uh, right into first place, and you know, with Pep, he just he finds a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they they exactly. they beat City, they beat Chelsea with three goal, you know, three to one, scored three goals without having a proper striker. You know, they were using De Bruyne as sort of a central forward, false nine kind of role. And, I mean, that's okay because they have, you know, I mean, look at their team; they have a number of goal threats across the rest of the team. They have Phil Foden, you know, starting that game, Sterling, De Bruyne, Bruno. Um, sorry, um, the other um, Bernardo Silva, and they didn't. There's no people that can score, so you know they don't need a central forward or a striker, an all-out and out striker. But um, probably wouldn't hurt for them to grab one, to be honest, because to me. Gabriel Jesus just doesn't do it for me, and I he doesn't do it for me either, man. I I still don't see. I think there's a lot of hype coming from Brazil. He won the league in Brazil, came, played his role. But what we need to realize is that he was playing his role with Aguero. So you know what I mean. Aguero was always there as a reference. Aguero, Aguero, as much as I'd say, is slowly on his way out just because of age. He's still a class forward. And they need somebody filling that void. Jesus is not going to be that. He's not going to be that with the Brazil squad. He's not going to be that with the Man City squad. He's got some big shoes to fill, but you know, you you kind of hoping that he would he'd be like deputy to Aguero, and he'd learn off from him. He's, I mean, he's still a young player, but at the same time, yeah. But he's he's been there for three years. The, yeah, he shouldn't be learning from Aguero. He should have taken that spot already. I mean, it would help to have you know a quality player like Aguero, but still, you know, he's not he's not learning. He just, I I don't know. I mean, but at one point, can you stop saying that and say, okay, he's just a, a wash up? Yeah. So well, we'll see. I, I, like, but it's just exactly what you said. Pep is Pep. He's always gonna find a way. He's uh, great at what he does. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how City does. Not their biggest fan. Uh, not the Bruins' big fan, as we talked about in uh, conversations, but we'll see how it goes. Um, just to run down quick, be, uh, some other scores. Everton, West Ham, not really sure what's going on with Everton. They Two weeks hot, one week cold. They're really up and down. In order for them to stay in that Champions League, Europa League spot, they need to find a consistency. Um, hopefully, Ancelotti f- helps them find that, uh, or else they're going to be fighting Leeds for – that top six, top seven spot. 
They got Wolves after that too. Wolves, eh, it'd be a tough game, but also to me, Wolves is um kind of dropping down the table a bit, aren't they? You know, I mean, now they got a couple of injuries on there, but even then, too. What do you expect? They, they have the entire Portugal national team. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> These guys play with each other. At some point, people are going to catch on to how they play, you know? But that all jokes aside, yeah, Wolves is 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 not doing the best. Even um, um, Aram Terror was – I was expecting big things from him. haven't really seen much. He's coming a bit predictable, isn't he? It, I mean, I know he's kind of a one-trick pony, and it works. Yeah. At some point, uh, I forget what game it was. I was watching them, and he's clearly the fastest player. He's always going to be the fastest player in the pitch. But there was, there was one point when they, anytime he got the ball, he immediately double-teamed him. And they had one guy who was, you know, ready to follow his run, another guy who was waiting for some sort of cutback if he did, and they, and they just blocked him. They played blocks, not even just stopped him, but they just stopped his service uh, from going in and, you know, it's one thing he, he's really a two different player. When he starts a game, he's not nearly as effective as he is if he comes on, you know, later in the game, which, yep. you know, maybe that's just who he is. That's just who he should be. He's a quick player, comes on and, you know, should come on the 60th, 70th minute and just runs by people when legs are tired. But he, to me, I just don't think he's a starter. I don't think he's a true starter right now. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you can blame all the, you know, their recent blunders on him, but. And it's crazy that he, he was getting talks linked with Barcelona during the summer. Well, not during the summer, but during the break. And now this, but it, it's like you said, it, it could be, it just got into his head. Um, hopefully he'll bounce back because he's still young. I believe he's probably what, mid twenties. Um, Hopefully he can come back and, and make a, make a difference, not only in that team, in his career, because it would be nice to see him at a at a big club. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, he's, he's twenty four years old. Twenty four years old. Twenty four. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's still plenty to develop. Um, you would you'd hope he'd become a more better, you know, better technical player. He's certainly got the speed and the strength and the athleticism, but you know, we'll see. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, Aston Villa, Tottenham will be a good one. Thirteenth next Wednesday. Um, Man City, Brighton. Kind of expect mm-hmm. they. Arsenal, Crystal Palace. So th- that can be a, a a boring game, but that's going to be a key game for Arsenal. If they win that game, there's going to be four in a row, and that's really going to get them going. So I wouldn't be surprised if that score ends up like a 3-0, 2-0 to Arsenal mm. because they're going to come in hot. I just hope that the week, not playing for a week, I think they have an FA, cap, FA Cup game, but – we all know the stars only play on that. I hope that doesn't screw them up a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see um, what's going to happen then. And so, kind of on the topic of just lambasting strikers, I I'm not a fan of Arsenal strikers either. I don't like. I'm, way, I'm not. Nope. Yeah, I don't like the way Abumiang is playing. I don't like the way Lacazette is playing. Most of their goals, or at least. I'd say most of the goals come from outside of, of the strikers. I mean, Saka's got goals and assists. I mean, they had their goal, their, their left back Tierney got a, scored a beautiful goal uh, this past weekend. I mean, you know, and then when they won three uh, nil against Chelsea, you know, they had Xhaka, of course, free kick. Lacazette got his, you know, was a penalty. 
Um, and then Sokka scored a, you know, a beautiful goal, which maybe could have been a cross, but I, you know, I'm not impressed by the strikers right now. They don't really seem like they're contributing too much to this team. Um, I'll, I'll put uh, Lacazette and Adebayo-Miang on the same table as I put Gabriel Jesus. A lot of those, hype coming in, just didn't match up. I hope nope. Timo doesn't end up in that same table, but you're right. I'm not a big fan of that. That those forwards. Saka is nice, young kid coming in. Um, even the the Ceballos, I like him. I like how he plays. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of those forwards. No, I I mean, because they they they're they've got goal scoring pedigree to them. They're just not to me. They're not develop. They're not contributing enough. You know, based on their 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 pedigree, it's just. Sometimes they both start, but they they don't they really don't have too much of an impact on the game. They'll they'll get a penalty, they'll score a goal, but it's not enough of what you want from strikers of that call of that caliber. You know, if you're gonna have if you're gonna keep these strikers till the end of the season, they gotta produce thing more, or you gotta go to the market get a new one. It's open now, so you know it's we'll, again. I always say this, but we'll see. Um, so uh, jumping but over just a, just touch base on the league on the games real quick it looks like the we the games coming up are just makeup games because not every team is playing but if yeah. I look at it okay right i think you're right because there's you know there's only yeah match they won looks like man U has got a, a yeah, game to make 12 teams playing yeah yeah i know it's kind of all i mean coronavirus and you know all these teams getting affected it's kind of throwing a, a bit of a curveball into the whole season. Um, I think Fulham just got a couple guys that had, you know, unfortunately came down with coronavirus. So it's kind of, it's kind of throwing a, kind of throwing a wrench in the plan. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think most of them are actually just uh, makeup games. Got it, got it. And then to just uh, to switch over leagues a little bit, how's uh, how's Milan doing? Still top of the table. Yeah, uh, fifteen games in, only one point ahead. Their their lead dropped a bit, but they won this past weekend against Benevento, mid tier team. Not impressive, to be honest. Benevento did play a lot better than their actual capability, but uh, Milan escaped two nil, even though they're down a man. Um, but the important thing is they're still getting results. You know, without Ibra, they just got one of the starting defenders back. Uh, one of the midfielders, Ishmael Benesser, um, who I honestly think is just missed as much as Zlatan just because of, you know, what he does in the midfield. He's just this creative, energetic, and aggressive player. And so not having that in the midfield is, is showing. And so, you know, we have to throw our young guys in there. We had Tenali, who... This big name, I mean, you, I'm sure you've heard of him. I'm sure, you know, he's got this, the next Pirlo, the next whatever. But he made this stupid, ta- he made a, a silly tackle and got himself sent off, a straight red. It just, you know, just shows, I mean, this, this is a young team. And they make young team mistakes. But at the end of the day, they're still getting results. They're still undefeated, knock on wood. Uh but it is still, it's still a long season. There's still 23 games left. Um, so how we were talking about the EPL, how the fifth-place team 
was only four points away. The fifth place team in the Serie A's Juve, and they're ten points behind Milan. So, just to tell you that that, that Milan's changing, changing their ways, man. Because, like you said, we're we're old school fans. We like the old school teams. It's good to see Milan and Inter Milan top two. You know, um, Napoli's up there, Juve's up there, Roma's up there. So it looks like um, Serie A is finally getting back to their ways. Um, it's getting it's getting more competitive for sure. Interesting stat that I saw today is that um, I forgot how many goals. I don't and I don't want to misquote it, but uh, Lukaku scored just as many goals as Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, at Inter in uh, I believe six Lex games. So Lukaku's just going off. I think it was like 50 goals in, in six fewer games it took him. Yeah, I think it was like 70 games versus 76. Um, I know you're not an Inter guy, but, you know, just Adriano, Ronaldo, all those guys that play there, um, it's, it's just good to see that Inter is also joining that pool because the past few years, we've only heard of Juve coming out of, you know. Yeah, it's been nine consecutive Serie A titles, nine consecutive Scudettos. Did you really? And Yeah. And, I mean, they're going for 10. That's they're insane. going for 10. But uh, so what happened, because uh, originally Juventus had 30 points for 15 games. They had a game against Napoli uh, where two of Napoli's players came down with COVID on game day. And so Napoli never flew out, but never told anybody they were canceling. So then uh, the, you know, the Serie A officials uh, deducted one point from Napoli and gave Juventus an automatic 3-0 win, to which Napoli has since appealed that, gone back, and now they have to replay that game. So uh, Juventus, would have, you know, they would have been in, in third originally, but they've got to play Napoli, who right now they're fourth and fifth. So it's, it, it'll be a good match, especially if it gets put off to the end of the year when teams are in, you know, they should be in the prime of, of, of the season then. Um, but also it could be tired legs too, so... I really don't know what will happen. There's still 20 games, 23 games left. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's – I mean, going back to Inter, I mean, they won 6-2 against Crotone. They're, to be honest, they're my they, – they'd be my pick for Serie A winners. As much as I would love to say Milan, I can't. Really? I'm going to go with Milan just because my boy Ibra is there. <laughs> I, he needs to get back soon but what's what's beautiful too is they're still winning without him yeah you know he he's 39 years old he's injured he's playing he's injured yeah he was supposed to return against Lazio uh the last game before the end of the year uh but then he picked up a muscle another muscle injury in practice the day before the game so he's out till mid-January they're saying he wants to come back for Wednesday game against Juventus but the truth of it is they don't think he'll be back in time for that which is a bummer because that would make the game a lot more interesting, a lot more competitive. Um, but you know what? They're still winning. This is – I saw another statistic, too, that this Milan team is the youngest average age team of the top five Europe leagues. So, you know, Italian, French, German, English, Spanish. And that is saying something because it's AC Milan and then, like, the next three or four teams are all those are all French teams. And they're kind of – they're kind of – renowned for developing the young players that this French league. And so they had an average age of like 22 point something or 21 point something years, which is 
astonishing considering the results they're producing right now too. And it's also an interesting fact knowing that during their prime days, doing Pirlo, Gattuso, uh, Sirov, they're always the older team with the experience. And now it's like the roles reverse and they're getting results. And looking at their schedule right now, taking Juve out on Wednesday, excluding that game, they play winnable games. And if they come to a rhythm, it's just like I said, leads and everything. They just need to stick to a rhythm and then just, you know, keep pace with it. They got Torino, they Caglietti, Atlanta, that's going to be a good one, uh, Spezia, um, and then they don't play Inter until February 21st. So between Wednesday and February 21st, those are all points right there. And they're all easy, easily winnable games and just as important against the Juventus game is these bottom half teams because there are statistically more bottom half teams. If yeah. you drop points against like Parma, Torino, Spezia, that's it. That could decide the title for you right then and there. And, and just, what reference, happened, just reference back to the English league, that's the same thing with Tottenham. They drop points to easy teams and then beat the top teams. No, you, oh, yeah. if anything, tie those top teams and make sure you gain those points. You know what I mean? Um, that was side. I have I have I have faith in Milan. Um, if they win this this year, I'll get a Milan jersey. <laughs> I will happily buy you one. And one more one more point before I stop playing favoritism is what I have seen from Milan is absolutely remarkable. That, so, for example, dropping points to lesser teams. They played Parma and Genoa back to back. These are two bottom half teams. Put some respect on Parma. Parma's old school. I, I get to that, right? <laughs> They're in 16th. Uh, Genoa was in 17th when they played them. So they, they tied both these teams. They dropped four points, which should have been six points in total. But what I loved seeing about this AC Milan team was they went down in both these games, and they, they, they came back and tied them. If this had been a Milan of last year or the year before that or before that or before that or any of the last six, seven years, if they conceded first, they were done. That was it. So against, against Genoa, they went down 2-0. If they had gone down 2-0, that would have been it. Call the game right then and there. But they came back. They got a last-minute winner against Genoa. And uh, Parma, they went down two different occasions, 1-0 and then 2-1 they went down. For the fact that they had not hung their heads, you can tell that they, their, their, their body language just – it didn't change. If this was a mod in the past, as soon as they scored a goal, heads down, body language changed, mentality was gone, that was it, game over. But the fact that when they conceded, they started playing better. That is what you love to see in a team like this. That is what makes what Pioli, what Stefano Pioli is doing over there is he's still this winning mentality, this this we can win any game mentality, and it is it's showing. There's a good reason why they're undefeated. We can I don't think we can no longer say that this is a fluke. It's been 15 games. They're undefeated. They're top of the league. Nobody, not even the most diehard Milan fans, would have expected this at the beginning of the season. Our goal was top four finish at any cost. And now we actually have a legit chance of winning the title. I don't think they will. It's still a long season, but I absolutely will guarantee this Milan will get a top four finish just because they have this, this uh, change in mentality, which is what they finally needed after all these years. They have this equation that's working, and these young, promising players getting them in. Consistency, the same coach over <laughs> the span of two years, it's finally paying off, so... And rant. 
No That's more Europa League. League, Champions League. That's it. We need that. We need that money to come in. We need that Champions League money so we're going to start attracting even better players too. But, hey, I mean, if they can pull it off with this young team, that will be an absolute miracle. That's true. That's true. Speaking of Champions League, um, Barcelona currently out of the Champions League race. Mind you, it's still early in the season. uh, But they do seem to have a lot of ground to cover, not only in the field, but behind the scenes, with their president, with their players. Um, it's just not looking too good for them right now. And they let go of Suarez just so he can go to Atletico Madrid and sit at first place in the league. Uh, he must be spun. I mean, they're, they're 10 points behind right now. I'm looking at that. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, too, Atletico, who's in first with 38 points, still has two games in hand from second place Real, three games in hand from third place Real Sociedad. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the previous years, Atletico Madrid basically kept their core for the last six, seven years. With Conte there as a coach, um, he, he's doing a really good job. Um, Real Madrid constantly selling players, constantly bringing back players, um, not doing too good. Same thing with Barcelona. If I'm speaking – Realistically, this is Atletico Madrid's league to lose because Real Madrid is in shambles, Barca's in shambles, and those are the only two teams that could compete. And, I mean, Atletico's next two games are Athletic Club and Sevilla, which will be a tough one. But, I mean, if they, if they win those two games in hand, they're what? Six, eight, eight points ahead of second place. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I don't even watch the Spanish league anymore, man. I, you know, that was my go-to league. Uh, but the downfall that Barcelona is taking, I don't like any of the new signings that they have. It looks like they're just not trying. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Something that we're gonna touch base later on is, is Messi. It is when you got a guy like, when you got have a guy like Messi. You want to keep him happy, not as more of like a, not giving him the power, right? But at least making him feel like he's playing with somebody that has that mentality like him. You know what I mean? That's why when they had Xavi, they had uh, Miniesta, they had Suarez, they had Neymar, at least they were fighting for something where now they're fighting to stay top four. That's not going to make him feel good. And I don't I don't know. We'll see, especially since now he can openly talk to clubs, um, as we're going to talk about that later. Um, just interesting to see what's going to happen there. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, and I, I, the way it is right now, you'd expect Atletico, like you said, it's Atletico's title to lose. They, they are well in the driving position. If for some reason they have this poor form, you know, this huge drop in form, I just don't see the way it is. I mean, Diego Simeon keeps a tight schedule there. Like you said, consistency has always been their key. Same coach, same core players. It's theirs. And I will apologize to Diego Simeon, even though he's not going to watch this or listen to this. It's because I refer to him <laughs> as Conte. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll skip that. We'll um, let that one slide. And then uh, – I know you you were excited to talk about um, unless you want to add anything else about La Liga. 
No, not too much for me. I mean, you know, I'm excited to talk, you know, talk about the potential of where Messi could go. Um, I mean, there's obviously the top front runners, but you never know. I mean, this is it's a unique situation, really. You have it's not very often you have a one club, a formerly one club player of this potential to go anywhere. No, man. It, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting because, like, as much as I would love to see my Barca. It just doesn't look like he, his body language runs on his field. His interviews just doesn't seem like he wants to be there anymore. And it's not his fault. You know, he's used to winning. And he's surround them with players like Dem- Dembele never plays. Um, Bre- Brathwaite. I don't even know how to pronounce his name right. I'm like, come on, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm not a big fan of De Jong. He had a great time at Ajax. Not fitting. Uh, Philippe Coutinho was. A, I was a big fan of him at Liverpool. Same thing. Didn't mesh well. And this is his time to go. And I could see him going to Man City. I could see him going to PSG. And now that Pochettino is there, um, and it would be sad to see him go. But you can't really hold him against his wishes. You know. I know. I think it's time to go for him. It's where where would Corey Kays like to see him besides Milan? Corey, (laughs) Milan can afford him. Unfortunately, as much as I would love to see him there, Um, reuniting with Pep would be nice. Uh, Also, I mean, there's like I mentioned, the front runners with City, PSG, um, and even I saw this as a as another toss in there, but. Uh, Inter Miami, you know David Beckham team, but that's too soon for me. He he mentioned that he, he expressed interest in playing in the MLS, but again, that's you know that's later on. That's 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 kind of the retirement to me. The MLS is like throwing your grandparents in a retirement home. They're still there, but you don't really care about them anymore. Oh, exactly. It's that, that's just like the MLS. So I mean, he'll go there eventually, but he'll probably spend another couple of years at a different team, wanting to win a different title, just so he can say, "Hey, I won." you know, this league and this league and Champions League with this team and this team. So I my two my two guesses would be City or PSG just because they got the funds. Because either need to you know reunite with Neymar or reunite with Pep, which to me would make the most sense for him. I saw um I don't know how accurate this is, but somebody quoted um Ronaldo in one of his interviews extending an olive branch to Messi to come to Syria. Um <laughs> I don't think that will happen. I just don't think Serie A is at that stage to handle a Messi. Um, where personally, I would love to see him at PSG. I also don't think he'll go there simply because of the league. The only thing that he'll go there for is Champions League, because we all know if he goes there, Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe, uh, that's game over, you know. Um, and the only logical explanation to go would be Man City. As of right now. It would. And you know what? That would finally answer the age-old question of, could Messi do it on a cold, rainy night in Stoke? We don't know. We may find I out. I think Messi can do it in Mars, man. He's <laughs> literally – I've heard that before. I personally think that anywhere he goes, he'll play. He'll, Messi will be Messi. You put him on any team. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think that the – Playing at Barca is easy. It's not when you put that jersey on. Like even as us as fans, when I put the Barcelona jersey on, 
You know what I mean? You feel like, wow, this is a big, big club. And um, the only other club that, that I think will give them that motive or the team around them to, to win would be would be Man City. Pep is there. Um, it would be interesting what's going to happen to De Bruyne because they play somewhat the same position. Um, but I'm pretty sure if you get Messi in there, De Bruyne will fill a void, get Jesus out. And I think Pep will finally be able to to get a, his uh, Champions League title back. Yeah. Yeah, I'd very much like to see him in the Premier League. To me, that would be the most entertaining just because it's, to me, it's the most competitive. It's the best league out there. I'd love to see it. Would be my number one shot, but only time will tell. You think he'll stay? Any any opportunity he'll stay? There is there is an opportunity. I, I mean, he's come out publicly so much uh, bad-mouthing. Well, There's I, more I, than I guess you could consider it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it was, come, comes down to either president or Messi. You know, only one. One's got to stay. Um, but there is there's a very real opportunity that he could stay. I would like to see him leave. If he goes but. to Man City, I would love to see Man, um, Ronaldo come back to Man United. Hmm. <laughs> that would give the Manchester Derby a little bit more, huh? Yeah, personally, I, I still am shocked he went to Juve. Now that I see it, I can see why he went. It fit his style. Um, I really wanted to see him back in United. I feel like if he went, it was at United now, Messi would have a a more of a motive to come to City. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it would be interesting. Yeah, I, I hate the fact that he went to Juventus. They went to Syria in general. Because I think he went there just to increase the size of his trophy case. I know it's kind of cynical of me. But you don't think it's it not a, like he was. You don't think it was to win player of the century? <laughs> you know what? That's it's it's a it's a good segue, and I'm actually okay with. I'm actually very content with him winning player of the century no. because no, no. This is only 2001 to 2020. Yeah. This is 19 years. He has been one of, if not the best players. And, and you know, I, you know, I've always been a Messi fan, but, and you know, either one of them, but it, it's a tricky bit because there's all these other, we, we can, I think it's so easy to forget about these other players that dominated, you know, the first 10 years of the century, like Zidane, Ronaldinho, um, you know, the original Ronaldo. Um, and so, but just how consistent he's been over these 20 years I'm sorry, the majority of these 20 years, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I, I would have been upset if other players had been ahead of him, which actually, because I'm looking at the results right now, 25% of the votes went to Mohamed Salah. I was just about to tell you that. that that's what, like, uh, back to the Ronaldo situation. For those who don't know, Ronaldo was awarded player of the century. So basically, as of today, he was the best player from 2001 to 2020. Um, there is an official voting jury still going on, but as of right now, the final result or the expected winner is Ronaldo. Um, it's just the fact that, and then Messi is at 20%. So I, I get that. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to have a Ronaldo or Messi. I give them to that spot. When you look at the list and Mohamed Salah, 
who's only been playing at Liverpool for the past two, three years, won one league and one Champions League at 25%. That's pretty ridiculous. You have other players like, let's just say Kaká, right? Kaká's one player of the year, 0%, zero votes. Fabio Cannavaro won a World Cup, 0% of votes. Balloon de Or that year, 2006. <laughs> one of the defenders to win a Balloon de Or. Did, I mean, Pirlo, Iniesta, zero. Iniesta got 1%, sorry, but Sabchenko, 1%. Robin, zero. Beckham, zero. Cannavaro, zero. Tati, one. Even Sergio uh, Ramos Buffon, has yes. had a better career than Mohamed Salah. Ibra. Yeah, yeah. Ibra got, what, 1%, 1% of the vote, too? Zidane got 2%. Like, that's what blows my mind. Zidane is a better player than Mohamed Salah will ever be. With a number of these players are, too. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I mean, you're Ronaldo. The Ronaldinho. Like, Salah is only relevant in the last two, three years. Like, he was at Roma. He did nothing. Chelsea, he did nothing. Basel, he did nothing. Fiorentina. He was on loan at Fiorentina. And, and let's he put this nothing. in perspective. He's relevant because of the system and team he plays on. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. Uh, everyone could say, oh, you could say the same thing about Messi. No, you can't. Messi, you could put him on any team and he's going to be relevant. Ronaldo, any team is going to be relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've just been playing with the same team for the past few years, but they've done much more. You know, I, it's just it's crazy. I don't know who votes. I don't, I, is it open to regular public or is it just selected voters? Do you know? I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's to the public because I, I think we can vote here if it's not yeah, already so, over. But, no, you're right. It is I mean, over when I was reading it. Um, the website I'm just looking at just had a, a footnote. But as of the results were officialized December 27, 2020. I mean, Mohamed Salah shouldn't even be on this list as an option. That's what that's what blows my mind. Is like this. He got the, him over Thierry Henry, Drogba, Samuel Eto'o. Like these players dominated in the first half of the century, but we can't forget about them because it's like 10 years, but it's still, it's still relevant. I think they're, I think the voters of this didn't actually understand the, what they were voting no, they for. Probably did, yeah. Player of the century. I mean, even another one, this might be a bit more controversial, but Mbappe, I don't think he's been in this list either. He was still relevant only the last few years. No, yeah, and I wouldn't put like, him up there either. I wouldn't even put Neymar up there. Neymar, if this was a popularity contest, then yes. But, yeah, and I think that's what it turned into, too. It, it did. The fact that Zidane only has 2%, that, that's crazy. I mean, like, like three best players, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Zidane. They've got a total of 10% of the vote between the three of them. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so, but that being said, again, you know, uh, Ronaldo still, he's been playing, you know, this century, the last century been dominating since i'm okay with the big i would have liked to see somebody else but i'm also okay with ronaldo i mean i would have been who, 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 I'll, I'll end end who would have been your pick <sighs> i mean ronaldo maybe but he also preceded this century too you're talking about the brazilian ronaldo yeah 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 i i i'm on the borderline with that but after 22, he kind of took a downfall a little bit. 22 was when he came back from the injury and um, won the World Cup. 
his career ended about like 06, 07. So it's kind of hard to give him that. Um, same thing as Ronaldinho. He had a – when he was on top, he was on top, but it didn't last long. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, same with Zidane too. Like, you know, 2002 World Cup, 2006 World Cup, he was uh, like 30-something in the 2006 World Cup. It was like the last game of his international career, one of the last games of his actual career. Um, so maybe maybe it was too few years in this century to actually classify them as a winner. But So I guess at the end of the day, maybe Messi, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lewandowski. Lower. Um, I'd put Ebro below. So if I were to pick three, consistency, it would be Ebro, not in any order, but it would be Ebro, Messi, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. Yeah, or even, or even any of the goalkeepers, too. I mean, Casillas played both yeah, his career, but Fone's still yeah. playing. But, you know, I think it, I think it would have been too controversial of a pick to put a goalkeeper as player of the century. It's just, you know, they don't have the, the grits and the glamour of it all. So, uh, that being that. But uh, another thing to talk about, too, is the appointment of Pochettino to PSG. I'm personally excited about this. I think he's finally going to get his hardware. Um and he's, you know, he's he's got a track record. He can he can manage big profile players, which he will certainly have a, a bundle of at PSG. He's got the tactics, um, and you know, he finally has a. Well, I should say finally because Tottenham wasn't a bad squad either. But he's got a he's got a a. I think a, a change at PSG is is was needed. It was it was shocking to see the firing of Tuchel after a four zero win. Um, but, but I think for that, they probably realize that if they wait too long and they wait to the end of the season to make that move, Pochettino wasn't going to be on the table anymore because you got teams that aren't are supposed to be doing well and are not going to do well looking. Barcelona is one of them. You know what I mean? Man United, depending if they don't win anything, I don't see old being the coach there again. You know what I mean? So I think this was a move more for securing a Pochettino rather than their coach not doing well. And like you said, I'm mm-hmm. excited that Pochettino was there. I didn't know about him until he came to Tottenham. Um, when he was at Tottenham, I was watching him a lot. Took him to the Champions League final. Um, I like his style of play. Um, he's, he, he attacks. Um, and that's going to fit well with that team. Um, and the, the, the good thing is he has good relationships with a lot of people. So just for him signing at PSG, we're already, when I say we, that PSG is already looking at um, getting Dele Ali from Tottenham mm-hmm. on the loan because he's not playing now. So might as well, you know, they had a good relationship when they were at Tottenham. Um, I feel like a lot of people, including Messi, might be um, persuaded to come. Not that they have a coach um, that has a track record that that gets the results. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm I've been following PSG ever since Neymar went um, heavily. I was always a fan when Ibra went. Um, even David Beckham when he was there, he was, he did well. Um, I'm excited to see what he does and. I'm excited to see where PSG goes. They, they they might break that Farmers League barrier and finally win a Champions League. 
Yeah, it's a lot of good points. I mean, if what you expect him to win the league now, I think I think Leon is in first place right now. But again, still a number of games to play. Um, but like you said too, with you know, with the relationships, is you often forget when a coach moves over, they try to bring in a lot of those core players from you know their previous uh, adventures. You get everything into their current. Everton, uh, Ancelotti, yeah, yeah. James follows Ancelotti wherever he goes. You know what I mean? They, they, they can tell. They can coach certain players. So, and, and Pochettino has in him. He has that likability. He doesn't have that arrogance factor that Mourinho does. You know what I mean? He, he, he's a, he's a player's coach. And he, I think Deli Ali, you know, featured a lot for his side when he was at Tottenham. Yeah, and so this. This could be good for, you know, this could be mutually beneficial. This could help revitalize Delia's career, which you can kind of see it slowly dwindling down. And it could, you know, it could bring uh, Pacino back up to where he arguably deserves. You know, he's, he's always going to get some, tro- some trophies while he's there. Whether that's a league, a domestic cup, um, and, you know, who knows how far going the Champions League. But this is, this is an absolute excitement. And I think you, you made a good point, too, where saying that the firing was more for ensuring uh, – the appointment of Pochettino than getting rid of a bad yeah. coach. Because aside from Pochettino, who else is there? Who's out there? Nobody. That's it. Yeah. Nobody. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that as well. It'll be interesting, man. They got a young squad. They they have the money to back them. So, like, if he wants to go out and make a record signing like Messi, they can. Um, I would tighten up the defense up a little bit, um, but may, bring in a midfielder because they really lack on that. Um, and they, they have a, a, a talented squad, man. Yeah, they do. They really do. His first game is um, on Wednesday. So we'll see. But it's like you said, none of these games would matter. What we need to see is him in the Champions League, how they're going to play, you know what I mean? And they play Barcelona, so – that's going to be a big, big, you know, big game for him, big game for the club, and um, hopefully they can – he does well. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, me too. I mean, like, I just as a character, you, you look at him as, as like someone that you'd want he to play for. He reminds me a lot like of uh, Luis Enrique when he was at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. He, you know, he just seems like someone you want to play for. You don't, You can't hate him. You know, you almost feel from that he never won a trophy at Tottenham, but uh, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't win anything in a year or two. But again, like you said, the the real test is Champions League. That's always kind of always what it's been for PSG. So we, we shall, shall see. Um, and then FIFA best player Lewandowski, well deserved. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Well deserved. I mean, he was head and shoulder. I mean, just domestically. In the Champions League, he just didn't stop scoring. Yeah, no, he's, he's, um, that's that's what he's, he's literally on the roll right now, and um, it's impressive to see, man. Because the only two other players that we can compare that run to is Ronaldo at, at Real and and Messi at Barca. Um, yeah, you might have a few here and there, but the fact that he's scoring every game, helping his team get results, um, it's big. It's big. Yeah, and 
I don't think any. I don't think you almost felt bad for them because they had canceled the, the the ceremonies. They canceled it for this year, and it's like, oh, the one year that it wasn't a Messi or a Ronaldo, um, it got canceled. But you know, they. I think I'm not sure if uh, Lewandowski like tried to appeal it or if they just said no. We need to bring this back, but well deserved. Um, uh, you know, so I that's that's I'm being happy that he won it. Yeah, absolutely, that's a that's a nice way to finish off the year, winning the domestic league, cup, Champions League, and then winning Player of the Year. Yeah, he deserved that one. Yeah, his, his trophy case is growing indeed. Um, and I'm just looking at the the standings of of this most recent uh, vote. While, while um, you're doing that, we gotta congratulate a certain. Um, Right back, left back, that made a uh, team of the year. How are you talking about Teo Hernandez? No, 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 the kid from Canada. Oh, Alfonso yeah. Davies? Yeah. yeah. So just because they're in the same team, I want to point that out because we talked about that last time. And I didn't put on my, I didn't put him on my team, and he ended up winning. So that's good to see. Yeah, it is. And now look, looking at these rankings right now. So, you know, Lewandowski won two finalists, Messi and Ronaldo. That's a yeah. big shocker. Uh, but what I'd like to see up there uh, with, with 10 points was Thiago. I mean, we spoke about him last time. He, I think he's a very underrated player because he's not going to get, he's not, he's really getting on the goal sheet. Um, but he's so, he's so crucial to this, this Bayern team. Uh, and, think he's fitting in really well at Liverpool so I'm happy to see him getting the recognition that he deserves yeah Thiago like, I'm, I'm a big fan of him um he w- was injured against Everton so he he was starting to get his foot in starting to to play games got injured and now he's slowly making his way back um but it's like you said he he's the type of guy that you're not going to see him on the score sheet but you're going to see him work throughout the whole game so um it's just good to see the the change in football. You know what I mean? It, it's just like now we're looking more of an overall aspect rather than oh, how many goals you scored. So it's good to see guys like that get their recognition. It is. It's good to see someone not named Messi or Ronaldo win it. To be honest, <laughs> that's also true. The last person that won it that wasn't them was who? Modric. Modric, yeah. And then before that, because Modric kind of got in the middle there when he got to the finals of the 2018 World Cup. Um, but before that, it was like Kaká back in something. The Milan days, when, when it was when he was playing for Milan. Ah, good old days. The good old days. But yeah, um, I think we pretty much cover a lot today. Um, there's a slow week in football. A lot of cup games this week. Um, but uh, two things to take away is uh, let's see how Pochettino does at PSG. And um, today, well, four days ago, um, Messi's officially allowed to talk to any club. So the next couple of months is going to be nonstop rumors. And I'm um, looking forward to see where he ends up. Yeah, it'll be the big news for sure. And lastly, Wednesday, January 6th, 2.45 p.m. Long event. <laughs> I'll be watching that, brother. <laughs> Alrighty. All Take right, care, man. guys. Take care.